Welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast, the podcast that shows you how to build a world-class service business from the dirt up. And now your host, Mark Stoner. Hello and welcome to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Stoner. And this week, a good friend of mine, Mike Barrett uh, from Barrett Roofing is going to be my guest. Uh, he and I have been friends for a long time. We've uh, known each other for, gosh, probably 10 or more years. And we've kind of seen each other's businesses in different stages. And uh, he's a second-generation roofing co- contractor and really, frankly, one of the best salespeople I've ever been around. When he uh, talks to people, he has his own way of, of making a relationship, and it's probably not the normal way. And uh, <laughs> and uh, so, welcome, Mike. Well, thank you, Mark. I appreciate you getting up this early on a uh, <laughs> Thursday morning. That's what day it is. Uh, yeah, on a Thursday, it's hard to know the days right now. You're right. I uh, I used to get up early for working out, but uh, since the gym's been closed, I've been sleeping in. So, but Mike, I just wanted to. You know, I wanted to invite you on the podcast this week just to kind of go talk about some of the ways you think about business and sales and uh, tell everybody how you got into the roofing business. I know you're second generation, your father started a business and then you guys kind of morphed it and changed it. But how did you guys get in this business? Uh, I'm going to make it a, a long story short. My father, okay. uh, my father had a concrete company at one time. Um, he framed houses when he was young. And then he sold cars, you know, economies went big and bad, you know, through the seventies, you can imagine, you know, when Jimmy Carter was president, interest rates were ridiculous. So they, he, they had a pole building company where they build a, they call them pole barns, which are giant metal buildings. And so when I was a kid in school, when I would get out of school, you know, for summer, I would go work on these pole buildings. You know, I'm 13 years old. I'm just in the way. I'm more of a gopher, but, you know, I, you know, I wanted to prove myself with all these tough guys around me. Right. So, uh, we did that. He did that and he sold cars. Uh, that went bad. Uh, so he sold cars, but he always liked businesses. So him and, uh, another uh, gentleman who was big into the remodeling and construction, they decided, Hey, we're going to invest two grand. And we did a job for this guy and he's an artist. So he drew us a little thing and it was called, um, it was like a pamphlet. It was a direct mail pamphlet. Mm -hmm. And uh, he drew it and it was called um, uh, homeowners repair and remodeling. And did everything that was concrete driveways, roofing, uh, remodeling, rotten wood, all these type of, uh, just about any kind of service you needed. So I would, uh, I was in charge of driving a Bobcat, which is scary thought in it, uh, (laughs) driving a truck and trailer. And I would do the, you know, driveways. And, uh, so over the, over time, my, my father, you know, had, grand ideas you know we're going to get bigger and bigger and bigger well his partner didn't want to so we looked at my father looked at all the numbers and you know you you look at a sixty thousand dollar remodeling deal you think man that's a lot of money well it takes you three months to finish mm-hmm. and it's hard to finish a, a remodeling project as i'm sure a lot of these 
people that uh, are listening to you have had them done and they know it takes longer than whatever they plan on and costs more. Right. So they decided to split off. And so my father took the roofing industry and the concrete and he did the other guy took all the remodeling and stuff like that. So at the time that was yellow pages. You remember the yellow pages ads? Yes. So my father did that. And then he's like, you know, we, we made such a success around Brentwood, Franklin, Nashville, then, Hey, let's expand. So, you know, at the time it's like, you met the yellow page guy, you spend the money on the yellow page ad, you got it. So we were doing jobs in five different States and it was quite a feat of organization. (laughs) (laughs) And, and we went through all kinds of trials and tribulations and, uh, you know, there's tons of problems. And my father, you know, loved to solve problems. So, you know, we decided we're going to do this, this, and this. You know, we got three states to cover and all these jobs. How are we going to get all these things delivered? So we bought 18 Wheeler and had a big giant trailer, had a big winch on it. And we could carry three of our roofing trailers. Mm. And that's another invention that I'm going to give my father total credit because used to when you were doing roofs, you had the guys that, you know, they had a, you had a dump truck, like a little dump truck. You'd go in the yard and tear everything up and get the roof done and all the debris and nails were everywhere. So you, you can imagine, you know, what technology's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. So he came up with a way to dump trailers. So mm. it wow. out. yeah, it was pretty, uh, pretty amazing. And, and, uh, it didn't work like it planned because when you have an 18 wheeler with a 45 foot trailer with three other trailers on it, it's a little more difficult to get to places. (laughs) So, (laughs) so, you know, we changed all that and, you know, we came up with different things. And so we had a big sales force. We had to think, uh, one time seven salesmen Mm -hmm. and we would do a board, you know, just a, a competition board. So, and I was always accused of culling. And what I mean by that, uh, <laughs> I would save them till that, you know, that Friday, you know, everybody'd be all happy because they are, you know, we, I'm very competitive. <laughs> so, you know, that Friday, all of a sudden I've got all these jobs. <laughs> and they're like, oh, man. So it was very fun and friendly, but it, it got to be, you know, it, it's it was a good thing and a bad thing because I kept blowing the salesman out of the water. <laughs> and, and uh So were you calling them? Oh yeah, a little bit. I mean, I, you know, uh, but you got to remember when I'm 21, 22 years old, and I was, you know, made a really good living doing it. Um, <laughs> I, sorry, I think back of all these things, and it's pretty funny because I had a secretary who used to have to call me and get me out of bed at nine o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Yeah, because you know we'd get up and go eat lunch, and then you know goof around, and you know we'd work till dark. Uh, I mean, we still worked a lot, right? Um, but, you know, times have changed, of course. So uh, years have passed. Um, my ex-sister-in-law who worked for me, she got us in with travelers. Mm-hmm. And we weren't a big insurance company deal. Because used to, when it was a hailstorm or anything, that this was before the age of computers. So we would, you know, you'd go out and you'd negotiate with an adjuster which was crazy, but it was, you know, Hey, I can do it for 60 square, 65, blah, blah, blah. Um, so that was years ago. Of course, you can't even buy material for $65 a square anymore. Uh, right. 
And but you guys, so early on what, in the roofing thing, you guys, you realize how important uh, networking and getting in with insurance companies was, it sounds like. Yeah, over over time. At first, we didn't. We'd just meet the homeowners. And uh, then it was uh, a weird process, like Farm Bureau. Um, we They used to do it where, hey, get three bids. And if they're all, this, you know, we're going to take the cheapest one. So I would tell people, hey, get your two other bids. This is, you know, this is my price. And they liked me. I mean, I'm very, uh, uh, I'm not going to say personable, but, you know, I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm not scared to talk to pretty much. You're anybody. believable. <laughs> I can tell you that. You're going to tell people the hard truth. You're not afraid to tell people no. And, I, but anyway, so you got, you, you went through the process with a couple different insurance companies and you realized really how to talk to them. It sounds like yes. Well, it, well, we figured it out, and and uh, and then we I established a lot of relationships with a lot of adjusters, uh, mm-hmm. travelers. I, I'm going to use travelers because that was you know I, they were I liked the way they did things. They they took care of the customers. I mean, right. if you've got Allstate, you don't have insurance. I'm just letting all those people know. <laughs> you know, I might get sued over this, but hey, it's, it's the truth. It's personal opinion. Yeah, you've seen, you've, you've worked with those guys. It's I've worked, to... Yeah, I've worked with all of them. So, um, but the, going back. Well, to... you know what? Let's just st- stick on that for one second. You work with a lot of insurance companies. As far as roofing goes and here in the, in the you know, Mid-South, who are the best insurance companies, in your opinion, to work with? Just uh, some people. State Farm. State Farm's real well. Um, mm-hmm. Travelers. Um, I'd say the majority. Uh, I'm going to say, you know, I'm trying to, uh, I'm not trying to, you know, push different companies, but uh, I personally have travelers. And if I ever had a claim, which I don't ever plan on having one, unless it's a total disaster, uh, it would be somebody that I would never have met or anything. But. Mm-hmm. But what they do, they do try to put the customer first, and a lot of them don't. I mean, a lot of them get don't care. They want to yeah. get out of uh, doing anything. If you have a yeah. a telephone, you, uh, if you have an iPhone, just Google what's the worst insurance companies in America and guess who's <laughs> number one. I'm not going to say again, but we all know who it is. <laughs> so, well, hey, it's good public information. So. Okay, so keep going. You you develop relationship with these with these adjusters, really, and so then uh, that's a big part of your business, right? Yes, it it is because you know the agents because the the, the main thing is I'm trying to protect them, trying to protect the customers. I'm like a middleman. I'm mm-hmm. going to go out and look at these houses, and if they don't have damage. I'm like, hey, you don't have any damage, you don't have anything to worry about. Uh, you know, it's frustrating in our business because like right now you go to Brentwood or Franklin and somebody I'm sure has knocked on your door and, and said, Oh, you've got roof damage. Let's call the insurance company. Well, they're fishing. They're just hoping that some lazy adjuster gets up there and like, yeah, we'll just pay for it. And I see it all the time. I do a lot because people figure it out afterwards. I do a lot of their business that they've gotten because the people don't trust them after, after a little portion of time. And I've did, several roofs that should never have been paid for. There's no damage to them. Right. And, uh, you know, I, you know, and I've got my own, uh, philosophy, I, I guess that, or my culture and, uh, all my salesmen know it. I'm like, you know, don't just do this for the money. Uh, you, I want you to make money. I want you to make good money, but I want you to take care of the customer. 
I'm like, if they don't need something, you know, if there's something you can fix, just fix it and charge them much of nothing. And so what happens if a customer, and I've had this, I, I know the answer, but what happens when the customer is mad at you for not for telling them there's no damage when other people did? Like, how do you handle that? Well, then, of course, this is where, you know, the way I talk to people come in. I'm like, buddy, you see my shirt? And he's like, yeah. I'm saying, so, you know what I do? Yeah, you're roofing, you know. I said, why, why would I tell you you don't have damage if I'm not, you know, I'm not going to sell your roof. I'm not getting paid to come out here. I'm, I'm telling right. you the truth. And uh, right. we've got, I've got so many stories of, you know, things like that. I went to one the other day and the, you know, the agent asked me to look at it. I went on her house and looked at it. And I'm like, yeah, your roof's fine. And she's like, well, I'm getting two other estimates. And I'm like, well, you know, I had to explain to her. I'm like, you understand what I'm doing? I do, right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'll sell you a roof if you want one, but you don't need one. I mean, there's nothing wrong with your roof, but some guy knocked on the door and, you know. Right. It's it's just, it's funny how it is. And, uh, but. I think it's funny sometimes how people want to believe they literally want to believe, like, for instance, I'll go out and, and when we do an inspection, we'll find a lot of work to do and we'll show them pictures and we'll show them the repair methods and it'll be, you know, X amount of dollars and they go, well, I'm going to get another opinion. They get another opinion and another guy says, uh, well, you, um, you know, you only need, you need this. And, and it, and it, sometimes people want to believe, they just want to believe what benefits them most. If a new roof paid for insurance, by insurance, they want to believe that. If another guy comes in and says you don't, don't need all the pictures that I've shown all the damage of, they want to believe like whatever benefits them the most. And I don't blame them, but I'm sure you run into that a lot with insurance claims. Oh, I do. And it's, it is... Uh... <laughs> it's funny. And because, you know, I, the way I talk to people, mm-hmm. you know, I can come across very uh, blunt or, you know, you have to, you have to experience. Well, let's talk about that. You said how I talk to people and I know, I know what you mean, but the listeners don't give us your philosophy. If you're going to knock on my door and you've never known me and you knock on the door and you're going to talk to me about roofing, what's your philosophy about customers, new customers? Well, the, the first thing I do, I'm, I'm very observant and I've got a great memory except for mm-hmm. names. Like if I, <laughs> I didn't know you this way, you know, I'd be like, Mark, I've heard of that guy. Who is he? You know, and we've known right. each other for years. I'm, I'm terrible with names, but I can tell you more details about your house. And I've been yeah. there a few times. I can tell you about the bird feeders sitting outside on the deck, you know, <laughs> just, you know, silly stuff, but that's what, what imposes to me. Um, you know, and I've, I've, uh, uh, I, I meet so many people and I look at things and I've made so many different personalities, people from different states. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to give you a quick, uh, quick story. I, uh, one of my favorite stories on a customer, I go to his house and I talk to him and, uh, he's, he's already had two other estimates, but he really, you know, I can tell he likes me and I'll, I'll look around and I see he's got a jacket on and it's got a, he's Navy blue. I look on his wall and I see a thing from Notre Dame, you know, a, a degree. Mm-hmm. And the guy's like, well, I tell you what, you know, he's, he has a three-legged cat. <laughs> and I'm like, Hey, I love this cat. This is cool. He goes, you know what? If you can tell that you tell me that cat's name, I'll let you do the job. I'm like, well, you got to give me something hard. He goes, what do you mean? I said, that cat's name's Rudy. And the guy about fell down. Oh, I'm like, 
how did you know it's Rudy? I'm like, well, that's either a Navy uh, a Navy college shirt or that's a Notre Dame shirt. And I saw the Notre Dame thing on the wall. And with a cat with one leg that's not supposed to make it, his name's probably Rudy. And, <laughs> that's and, great. Oh, it's, it is, it's, uh, it's just fun. I, you know, I like to mess with everybody. I mean, I've, you, you're, well, you come in and you try to, you will, you'll say the hard thing. You know, I've been with you a lot. You'll say the thing people aren't expected. And sometimes they take it right, but uh, sometimes they don't take it right. But most of the time, they're used to salesmen being kind of like greasy and telling them everything they want to hear. And you're not that guy. No, I'm not that guy. I mean, I'm going to tell you the truth and you're going to like it or you're not. But I mean, I can back it up. And, you know, but most of my customers, they appreciate it after they get to know me. You know, I can rub people wrong sometimes. You know, they... You and and you, I've been with you where people have been. You like to go into the hard customer. You like to go into the weird lady or guy or the hard one that's going to push back. Like that's that's exciting to you now. It's it's the most fun I have because if <laughs> I can satisfy this guy who, after you meet him, you already know this guy is super picky. He's going to be a you know everybody's scared of him because he's going to be an issue and he's you know he's telling you what you're going to do and what you're not going to do and then I'm like hey that's not going to happen this is how it's going to happen and <laughs> people aren't used to people you know they're they're like bullies I'm not going to say a bully but you know they're they everybody thinks they're in charge and that's fine they you know the customer you've heard that slogan's always right well that's not true <laughs> so, yeah, it's not true that's right. Um, and I, I'll, and I, like I said, I've got thousands of stories, but I remember uh, I had one customer, his name, and I'll never forget it. They called him Pittsburgh Mike. So he's from Pittsburgh. He's got a perfect yard. You understand what I mean? It's like yeah. dead perfect. Well, everybody in this neighborhood, they had a hailstorm. They knew him, and they knew how particular he was. Well, I did his job. You know, he was, you know, really brash and you know i don't want this to happen are you going to show up on time are you going to do what you say you are of course i am you know so i make sure everything's goes smooth the guy calls me he's like can you come over here i'm like oh great let's see what's wrong so i come over there he goes man i just want to tell you you did the best job you showed up on time you did what you said you were going to do here's a check i'm like no 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 don't pay me right now we'll send you a bill if you give me a check my office will be calling you in a month and going hey were you gonna pay this bill because it'll be sitting in my truck somewhere <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so uh after i did his house you would not be i i was shocked how many of the neighbors like hey if you made him happy you could make anybody happy please do my right. roof and right. so you know People always ask me, like, well, you know, how did how do you make such a how are you such a successful person doing this? I'm like, answer the damn phone. I mean, yeah, that's that's my philosophy. I mean, Easter Sunday, I got seven calls at nine o'clock at night. I got a call from a guy from California. I was not in a good mood. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, I'm going to take <laughs> care of you. You know, people panic. So I'm like, he's going to, can you come out tomorrow? I'm like, no, I can come out Tuesday. And so everything was good, but I wasn't the nicest person to him over the phone because, you know, but then I thought about him, like he's in California at seven o'clock. I know it's Easter Sunday. He's out of state. He's paying. Right. Uh, and so it happened, that happened to be a drain clog, but, <laughs> you know, but he's well, super happy. 
So that's, again, you, you know me, I actually don't answer the phone. I I want everything as as best possible to go through my office, but you, um, you want to answer that phone. And to me, and again, we have different philosophies. Yours is very successful for you. When I, if I answer the phone every time it calls, it feels like I can't get anything done in the day. And usually I'm in the middle of something else, but your, your philosophy is you answer that phone. You call Mike Barrett, Mike Barrett is going to pick up that phone, right? Oh, absolutely. I, I'll be with a customer and right in front of them. And you, you've been around me. I get call after call. I answer it. And my, my other salesmen are like, man, I, how, you know, I can't answer the phone when I'm sitting there talking to a customer. I'm like, you got to spin in a different way. It's like, I'm sorry I'm answering this phone, but hey, if, if this was you calling, I want you to know you're going to get me. I don't care what right. I'm doing. And that's I a great way to. That's a great way to to do that. To tell the customer, say this. I'm sorry for answering this, but if you you calling, I'm going to be. I'm going to answer it too. So just understand that's how I do business. And and but and people do appreciate it after a while. I mean, um, yeah. And that's why I've got such a, a good following. Um, and I can tell a lot of your you know, people, if you've got a business card, you might as well take a match to it because it's going to be in my floorboard. You know, I give everybody a book. <laughs> and everybody's like, why would you give somebody a book? Well, over the years, I found that, you know, I've done a lot of repeat business. People will keep this book I'll give them. And you've seen my my little book I have. And it's it about your me. company, right? It's a company. Wow. It's a company. All of the stuff you do. Correct. It's, it's bound. It's wire bound or plastic wire bound. Plastic bound, and you know, it, and it does. It cost you know, it cost me probably a dollar a piece. Uh, but I'm like, hey, you know, I'm going to give this to this customer. Well, that, you know, that cost you know, you give them five hundred. You know, that's thousand. You know, thousand dollars for a year. You know, if I, you know, as many as I give out. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm going to. This guy's not going to need me, but a few times in his lifetime. So in that book, it's got like different roofing shingles you use. Um, what all does it have in that book, just for people to know? It's got a couple of pages. It's got a, a standard contract. If I ever want to just handwrite something out, uh, it has uh, you know the roofing shingle colors and and uh, brochures, pictures of homes that we've did. Um, you know, a, a couple of pages about me about. Uh, <laughs> It's got my cell phone number on it where you, you know, you've always got it. If you, you know, you don't want to go to the office, you call me. Yeah. So you get that every time you meet somebody, they don't throw that business card away. They throw, they don't throw that book away because it's, it has a lot of information in it. It has information and it's not a business card. I mean, it's an actual book. So, you know, I find that a lot of people keep them. And uh, when I do a roof for them, you know, I have a big joke. You know, I, you know, I did a roof for a lady. It was 22 years ago. She still had that book. And I said, <laughs> I gave her a new one. She goes, well, you just changed the, the color a little bit. And he said, it's about the same. I'm like, it's very similar. So the only thing that's changed is the price is going to change. I'm sorry, but that's just <laughs> how it is. <laughs> well, I remember when I first met you, we were on a job together. You were driving around a big yellow Hummer. And Mike's, Mike's personal brand color is bright yellow. And, um, we were, you actually went around to the back of your Hummer. You had a printer in there and you printed off, you had a thing with Google, or Ma- I think Microsoft streets and maps or something, but streets and trips. Yeah. 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 And, and you printed off, you, you, you had a thing that showed all of the people that you'd worked on in that area. And you just, whoever it was, you printed it off and it showed, um, 
you know, all the all the references that you could you could have. Do you still do that? Or I know that was really successful for you. It was a very very good thing. Uh, well, streets and trips is no longer made. Right. Uh, then they had the uh, Protection Privacy Act. Uh, so I would always give it would have the customer's name, the color of the roof, and their phone number and address. And unfortunately, you know, you got a couple of different people that you know weren't weren't happy about that. You know, being disturbed at the time because we didn't ask permission, and uh, it was very successful. But and it was it's still a great thing. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I, most of my customers. You know, I, I do establish a relationship with. I mean, yeah, I'm not just there to, hey, I want to get you get some money from you and then I'm going to be gone. I mean, I'm there forever. I mean, I today I'm going uh, one of my projects today. I'm going to one of my elderly customers. I'm going to clean their gutters for. Yeah. Nice. I mean, it's going to cost her 50 bucks. I mean, I don't make, I don't make any money doing that. But no, you, you do that all the time for people. Uh, just the little things and, or you figure out how to, you're kind of the go-to guy with, Hey Mike, do you know a guy that can do this or do that? That's kind of, yeah. Everybody knows you as that kind of guy. Yes. And then, uh, and it, it's very helpful because I did grow up here. So I know a lot of people and the people I recommend two things. They, they've either done work for me before, or I trust them completely. I mean, yeah. And they're going to answer the phone, hey, at yeah. least when I call, because, uh, <laughs> that's, you know, I have, uh, you know, my vendors, I've got a great gutter guy. He's a chaplain. Uh, have you ever cussed a chaplain? I have. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he, you know, and this guy's the nicest guy in the world. And he's a big old monster guy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he goes, you know, you're the only person I've ever let cuss me. I'm like, Chad, you've known me a long time and you know, it's nothing personal. And he goes, Oh, absolutely. He goes, you know, we're friends. I mean, but you know, and you know, every once in a while that it comes out when I'm stressed, I got, you know, I'm giving you, you know, 200 jobs a year. You're, you're going to answer, you know, you're going to answer the phone. <laughs> so, you know, I, uh, two more things. I know you're short on time and we're coming up to a thing, but one thing that, you know, you and I used to ride, four-wheelers a lot or side-by-sides in the mountains and you know you and I used to we love going and getting going crazy but we would we would go into the hardest areas and we would we would look for you know I I I always said that it really got fun when it got became an adventure of how are we going to get out of here how are we going to fix this thing how are we going to get unstuck and I think that's a good philosophy in business but I mean you, you remember those days and, and what do you think about, about that? Uh, the, the best, that's the best thing in the whole world. I mean, it, cause you know, when we do this, we're the furthest. It always happens when you're the least convenient <laughs> middle of the night, two o'clock in the morning. Hey, guess what? We're the furthest away we can get from where we're supposed to be at. And we yeah. have a problem. And, uh, right. but that's the fun part of it. It's like, Hey, you know, me and you are very alike and we're very optimistic. Yeah. You know, I don't, uh, we felt like we could get it done. Like we were not discouraged. In fact, we, we never like argued or broke down. I mean, it was just, how are we going to get this done? Oh yeah. And that's, and that's, uh, and that's a good philosophy in business, man. First thing, when you have a problem, I love a problem. And most right. people are like, Oh, I got to run from this problem. I'm like, no, 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 no. Uh, and, and I'm bringing up another customer and you'll remember this. 
Uh, do you remember I, I had a house get flooded one time? It was like $14,000 worth of damage because uh, I remember I had to pay all those bills. And uh, the guy's like, oh, you know, panicked. His wife's panicked. I'm like, man, just relax. I'm going to take care of you. And so I, I got on the phone. I had you out there for the chimney. I had uh, got him, you know, our carpet guy that took care of the carpets and mm-hmm. all this. And, you know, this guy was a super particular person. And I'm like, you know, I got it done for him. And he's been one of my best referrals that I could mm-hmm. ever. He sent me at least nine different customers. And because he knows I'm going to take care of it. Yeah. Yeah, so, we run into the, I mean, not like we're, you know, firemen or something, but those sure. problems don't scare us. And it's almost when we're at our best, when our problem solving, when you're calm and somebody else is panicked, that's a really great leadership and great, you know, there's just a, a feeling that you can give to customers that, to, to know to, how to talk to them at that time. Yeah. And I mean, you have water leaking in your house. A lot of people panic. You know, I've mm-hmm. gone to a job and like, hey, you've got water leaking, you know, and they're completely freaked out. And so the first thing I do is like, man, this is this is un- unbelievable. This this is the worst thing's ever happened to you, isn't it? <laughs> and they, I give them some perspective. I'm like, hey, it's not that big a deal. But to you, it is, you know. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you know, I have a lot. of I do have a lot of fun with my with my customers and I, I like to, I love meeting people and, and I love picking on people. Yeah. And, uh, and it, you know, we will have a, hopefully we can do a lot of different, uh, <laughs> stories you know, on- I, I had talked to you about maybe having, you know, because Mike's got a lot of philosophies today. We're kind of introducing you to Mike, but over time I'd like to have Mike have a, have a little five minute segment of stuff that he's seen. And, um, you know, uh, Mikey minutes, I think we might call them, but uh, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to start being a regular. Well, we're, I want to go over one more thing that you kind of introduced me to. And, um, you know, we picked up on it. Um, but you talk about financing or payment plans for customers on jobs. And in the chimney industry, that wasn't really popular, but it's becoming more popular. You've been doing it for years. Can you tell everybody why it's important to offer you know, some type of payment plan. Now, I know you do it, you do it in-house and you, you've got your own, you know, way to finance. And some of us use, I use an outside bank source, but can you talk to people or people listening about the importance of having that as an offer? Well, yeah, absolutely. Because Ruth's my business and your business, I mean, you can do a $10,000 chimney refurbish. And that's a lot of money to a lot of a lot of people. I mean, it's it's a lot of money to anybody. Don't don't right. let me. Uh, and but a lot of people don't have that kind of money. They want to just go. Hey, I'm I'm going to spend ten grand. You know, that's going to wipe me out. So you know, you can do a payment plan where you know I can I'll stretch them out over three years if I have to. Right. Um, because majority of people. Um, this is where we'll get into the philosophy. You know, I'm, I'm one of those people, you know, I don't owe anything and I won't, you know, I'll never, I, I won't finance anything myself. That's, mm-hmm. um, but most people can't do that. They have to have something done in our businesses like yours. They need something done immediately. Right. And we try to help them out where they, they can do a payment over, over time. Right. Because if you don't, I mean, it, it, you know, a lot of people, I mean, roofs are expensive. I mean, 
Well, you you have a lot of competition, right? A lot of people can offer a roof. Some people can do it cheaper than you. But when you offered a payment plan, it was almost like they they stopped looking around when somebody else didn't have a payment plan. Oh, well, it it does. And a lot of people, you know, they'd have to try to go through a, a bank or a, something like that. It's a lot. You know, it's a big it's a big hassle. And I'm fortunate enough, you know, we, I do it with their own money. Um, right. And it it's a very it's good and it's good for it's good for me because you always have constant cash flow. That money's out, but it comes back. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it helps the people. And, and the other thing, it makes them feel a little safe because, hey, guess what? You know, you did a roof for me uh, two years ago. I've got a leak. I still owe you money. Well, I'm going to take care of you, whether, <laughs> you know, whether you do or not. So, you right. Know, my house for 10 years or my roof you know that's that's how my warranty works oh wow um, that's interesting yeah and you that, know for us we we use a bank so we get funded within 24 hours of we get all of our money from the bank 24 hours after the job's done but they still owe you the money the way when you self-finance it but you also make a nice percentage on your money and uh i guess sometimes when people don't pay you have to file a lien or whatever but how like how often does that happen? Uh, it will probably happen. I'll sort of, I'll sort of give you a, a quick rundown of how it happens. When I when I do a when I do a payment plan for somebody, I mark it up a percentage. I'm not a bank, so I can't finance anything. Right. I I have to do it myself, so I can't charge you interest. So if you uh, you know, so it's it's sort of built into the front end when you right. want that done. And then I put the money in a reserve account. Gotcha. And, and I, I mean, I could do a whole show on this to teach people how to make money work for you. And uh, that I'll file a UCC on the home. And all that means is if, uh, you know, if you decide, hey, I'm not going to pay you. Well, when you get ready to sell that house, I'm going to collect all that interest that, <laughs> that uh, like a credit card, 18%. Eventually, you're going to have to pay me. If you ever sell the home, you know, you have to. It's something I really like to teach people. And, now, uh, you file that at the beginning or if they do, if they stop paying? No, I, I'll file it at the beginning. Gotcha. And, uh, and I won't enforce it. Well, let me let me back that up. I, if they stop paying or they become very slow paying, then I'll I'll file I'll fire one a UCC on the home. Gotcha. Um but I, you know, I've learned a lot of different things. I mean, and I have to, I have to give a lot of credit to my father because he's met, he meets and talks to everybody just like I do. And you learn so much. I could talk to a, you, you tell you, I could take any person off the street. I could talk to him for 30 minutes. I'm going to learn something from that person. Yeah. Everybody's your superior in some way. Yes. Some subject at least. Exactly. You know, I like to think I'm always right. My wife will <laughs> tell you I'm not, but for, you know, 90%, I'm pretty much right. I've, I've got a pretty good, you know, you I've do. so many things. <laughs> you do. Uh, yeah. And I've got a good memory and that's, that's something else. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the five minutes of Mikey, you know, I'm, I, everybody's different. Well, you don't even carry a, a calendar or a schedule or anything. You, you just say, I'll, I'll be there at this time and that time. And I, I don't ever, you don't ever put it in a phone or you don't, or maybe you have a calendar book. I don't see it, but you, you do have a, you do use your memory more. I use technology to remember everything. 
Right. And, and what happens, the, the good and the bad, uh, I think you become weak-minded using technology to remember everything. That's for and, sure. And, uh, and I'll give you a quick example. You go somewhere now, do you put it in GPS or you just drive there? I always put it in GPS. You know why? It's because we're dumb now. We don't, you know, that does it for us. <laughs> oh, I know. Well, and there's traffic now. I mean, you, you, Correct. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but well, Mike, I know you're busy and I know we needed to get this done at a certain time. And I, I really appreciate you being on this, this episode with me. And, and um, like I said, we're going to, Mike's got some subjects that I wanted to talk about. So we're going to write out, uh, you know, a list of, of topics and have Mike kind of add some color to some of the things that we, we do every day in the service business. So Mike, I, I really appreciate you being my guest today. Oh, Hey man, I I'm, you know, I'm, I can't wait to be your guest again. And I'm, <laughs> I could go on for, I mean, I can take any of these subjects we just talked about and we could make a podcast out of all of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> well, but thanks I, again. I, well, go ahead. You're welcome. I, I was going to tell you, I don't know. Do you remember the first time I met you? I thought it was on a job. Um, I don't remember the customer's house. Um, you and I just showed up together. I thought, I don't remember the year, though. It was just a, you know, like a ranch style house. It was in Creve Hall. And that uh, sounds right. Yeah. And I met you and this was when you were doing this yourself. Yeah. And sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, this podcast is going to go a few extra minutes. Oh, that's fine. Uh, and you, you were there and you're looking at this chimney and I'm looking at you and I'm like, man, what is this guy? <laughs> you know, I'm sitting there going, you know, I'm driving a yellow Hummer. I'm cool. I know everything. You know, I got the, you know, life in my palm of my hand. And I, I talked to you. I'm like, okay, that's pretty good. You know, and I'm talking to the customer and I'll never remember. I'm like, why are, why are they working with chimney? Why don't you just tear this thing down? <laughs> and I think you fixed it. And then the the second time I met you, I was with a traveler's agent or adjuster, and you were going to a home because the uh, chase cover blew off. Oh, okay. And you were going to install it. It's a real steep roof, and that's how I met and got to actually know you. And oh, okay. uh, I was using a different company to do chase covers, and they were unreliable. And it, you know, I'm, you know how I am, very uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> impatient and demanding. You know, yeah. And uh, you said, hey, I can take care of that for you, blah, blah, blah. And, and then I started sending you business. And, I mean, you showed up. And I wouldn't let anybody else talk to any of them except you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and that's that's how I met you. And, and uh, I believe in your – if I believe in it, I'm, I can sell it. Well, I know because when you tell people to call us, we have got a great chance of getting it. And, and I really appreciate you and how you do business. And I think – you know, for this podcast, the lesson I think is re- how important relationship building is, how important doing what you say you're going to do, when you said you're going to do it is answer your damn phone and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and do show up on time. You know, those kind of relationship things are just I think it's how you built your business, really. Well, it, it, it really has. And, and I expect, you know, if you're taking care of one of my customers, uh, if I believe in you, they're going to buy from you. Because right. they know me. This is my last name. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And that's one thing I will, you know, I, it would be hard to go Mark Stoner, uh, <laughs> you know, it, 
chimney uh, service. <laughs> but <laughs> stoner chimney. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, call, call the stoner guy. Right. <laughs> yeah, that, that doesn't go real well. It, it used to be if you don't have your name on it, why would you trust these guys? They're just going to change their name in a few years, and it happens oh, all the yeah. time. Oh wow, that's interesting. It has does uh, does happen in the chimney business in the Northeast, especially where there's in, in like certain areas of the country. There's a lot of scam companies, and you're right they they pick AAA or affordable or you know uh, there's just crazy. They just change your company when when things go bad enough. You got your last name on your company, and he's hey, this is my name. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna be here. Yes, and I'm very fortunate to all the people I have and. And uh, I'm very thankful, and and uh, we'll get into that too on on uh, how you take care of your uh, employees and how you take care of the customers, and you know. Good. But uh, I appreciate meeting uh, or getting to talk to you on this, and thanks for getting up so early to do this. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, that's Mike Barrett. We'll have him back often, and uh, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to the Blue Collar Gold Podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes or any place that you listen to podcasts. More information is also available at markstoner.com.